Welcome back to Still Searching Podcast, Season 2, special bonus episode today. No co-host, no Gilda, so for all the Gilda lovers and fans, sorry guys, you get me. Why are you running an ad on a socialist episode? <laughs> you got me. No, um, the people help us, man. You know, every listen gathers a little bit of change and hopefully one day we'll be able to buy a new mic and uh anchor is free anyways so anybody can do this it's a free platform so yeah anyway anchor does all the work and um gives us a little bit of money when you guys listen special episode today guys it's a hot topic um that's what this podcast is about is exploring tough questions and searching and wrestling with these things that we normally probably wouldn't and just approaching things with an open mind and we say a lot here there's still so much to say um it's an ongoing conversation we're gonna have and i know i'm gonna get a ton of feedback on this one a ton because uh i've been we've been getting so much feedback this season it's crazy even like you know just straight up disagreeing with and which is cool like that's dope i think we are eliciting a response and that's all i want um and you know just to remind you guys this is my podcast <laughs> if you don't agree with any everything you, you know that that I'm, i i love the feedback you can let me know but um you know if you want to argue over every little thing i say or, or we say maybe you should start your own bro i'll help you you can come record it here i'll charge you we can come record it here i got all the equipment right here ready to go i'm oh, sorry guys i'm not throwing any shade or anything like that I, i'm really not i love the feedback keep it coming man um so special episode on socialism today with my friend lena we're gonna get into it we're gonna unpack it a little bit and take a bird's eye view of, of about what it means strong critiques on uh on united states on this episode and i know you know it might bother a few but give it a listen man i'm gonna have other voices on uh i'm gonna have somebody who's pro capitalist on you know and, and i'm gonna have a communist on as well we're just talking man we're just having conversations at the tables together opening up a dialogue and maybe opening up some minds and seeing some things that maybe we haven't seen before or you know what i mean thank you guys for always showing love supporting um season two's been fun we're rolling along we appreciate all the feedback all the love give us a, a like and subscribe give us a review please guys that really helps us man give us a review on apple um or wherever you listen to podcasts and helps to get a little bit more traction on these you know the algorithms and things like that so all right y'all hope you guys enjoy this episode next week we're gonna have gilda back and we're gonna do a, a fun episode and um once again guys appreciate you
Are you uh, a Rage fan? Uh, Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. I haven't really listened to their music. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I might be dating myself. I'm a I'm a older guy. <laughs> I grew up on Rage. <laughs> what year were you born? 82. Oh, I'm 93. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's <laughs> a nice decade in there. <laughs> Welcome back to Still Searching Podcast Season 2. This is a bonus episode number 6. So what we're doing this season is we're having bi-weekly episodes with my co-host, uh, Gilda, who's not here today. And we just kind of tackle whatever topic we want to talk about. And just kind of talk shit, whatever, whatever you want to do. But then every other week, I want to have a special guest and kind of do an interview style. So today I have a special guest, a friend of mine, who we crossed paths last year. And I don't know, I just something about you. I feel like I know you. Um, you just fit right in into our community because I've met you at Mission Hill. So everybody, welcome. Lena. Hi. Lena Vega. <laughs> <laughs> So if we had an audience, they'd be cheering right now. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Good. Thanks good. for coming in. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the trap house. <laughs> I loved your reaction. I, I wish I could have captured that. You're like, oh my God, it's so cool in here. <laughs> it's like so hip, even though, you know, you're like a decade behind me. <laughs> oh, man. Throwing shade at the first two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this is definitely in my creative space. We kind of were chatting about it in the beginning, but yeah, this is where I this is where all the magic happens. We had uh this place filled with smoke one episode, tears in another one. So, you know, mm. this is and also sometimes kids will work back here for school. So it's like a multi purpose trap house. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lena, um we came across each other through Mission Hills Church. How in the heck did you find us? Because um, we're a weird bunch of people <laughs> at Mission Hills. Well, when the COVID pandemic was going on, like me, like a lot of people, I was experiencing a lot of solitude, yeah. you know, because like I wasn't seeing anyone. I was actually quarantining. Right. <laughs> um, and like eventually that just started to get to me. And I was like, man, like I need to find a community. And... Uh, like, I've always wanted to have a church community, but growing up, I never really felt comfortable in churches. Mm. Like, it always just felt, like, unwelcoming yeah. or, like, oppressive to some extent. Um, just and, not your vibe. Yeah, it, it's like, it, it was very judgmental. So, like, I was always like, Ugh. but for whatever reason, I just kept trying to, like, find. I'm like, there has to, because... It's like, you know, like you and me, like we constantly talk about how the principles of Jesus and everything, it's about like yeah. acceptance and love, which right. is not what's practiced in a lot of churches. So I just kept thinking there has and to be. And critiquing the powerful yes. and those who are pressing. I'm like, them. there has to be someplace. Yeah. Um. So I was just like looking around online at like, you know, communities uh, nearby in like the Mission Hills area and then um, at first I found the Mission Hills Community Garden which okay. I thought oh that's, that's really cool. tight yeah. yeah like I've heard about those and I'm like yes feed the people <laughs> and then I found out that that was connected to Mission Hills Christian Church so then when I went to their Instagram I was like they have a Black Lives Matter sign up yeah. front right in the <laughs> front like, yeah Rainbow LGBT flag. everything I was like <laughs> 
I've never seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> so in that moment, I was like, I I feel like I gotta like see what this is about because yeah. like it's what I've been looking for. But you know, I've had so many negative experiences that initially I was a little apprehensive right. about like you know, is it just like for clout, like just for appearance? Right. Or right. What's yeah, because it seems to on? be popular right yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so I'm like, what's going on inside? Um, so then after I attended a Zoom meeting, like I remember like our first Zoom meeting, I was like absolutely shocked because it was on Wednesday with one of our uh, book club yeah. meetings and we were talking. Uh, Crossing well, the lynching tree. Yes, yeah. yes. And we were talking about, you know, the oppression of black people in the United States, especially how it relates to Christianity and empire and this. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> like, I've never heard this discussed at church. At church, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like in a lot of traditional churches, they'll speak very generally and theoretically about, right. like, you know, love thy neighbor, but we never talk about which neighbor mm. we should love and which one specifically is unloved right. that needs to be loved. And it's never critiquing the land that we're standing on. It's more like just very up in yeah. the air yeah, open yeah. to interpretation right and i'm like mm. so yeah i loved it and then um yeah i met you <laughs> i remember i remember that night because you the like the first time we met you was on zoom and it felt like you had been here already <laughs> like you were saying you were saying things that we were just like oh my god like have you been like spying on our zooms because you're like you're like you've just like fit right it was like perfect like you were talking everything we were talking and we were like wow like welcome you know like yeah. we found another you know another member of our tribe like it was it was it was dope. yeah and to have that acceptance was like something else yeah. and also because you know like you're rejected even just for talking about those things yeah, yeah. so i was like so oh, did you consider yourself like a consider yourself a christian or a believer in jesus before that or um i would say more a believer i wouldn't I don't know if I would say like a believer in like, oh, yeah, he physically existed and he was here. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of evidence, which I don't debate that. Yeah. But it's like, it's something that, and maybe it has to do with the way I grew up and just the negative experiences I've had. But yeah. there's always just been like doubt about like yeah. the information that I was fed, especially right. when so much of that information was used, you know, to justify like horrible things. Right. Um, but I definitely am a believer in the principles. And I always like was able to see the contradiction in the fact that Jesus had these principles that were not being followed by the church itself. Right. Um, so in that sense, I would say that I am a Christian, but I wouldn't exactly like um, say that like I'm of faith. Like I have a lot of doubt in me that oh, I deal with, sure. but I know like in the church, like it's also been really nice talking in general about doubt and talking about how that's also an experience of faith. Like, mm. you know, it's an experience of humility. So, yeah, I'm going through it. Like, that's I'm, so dope. I'm that's exactly, I mean, th yeah. that's why you're on Still Searching Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel you because, you know, it wasn't until I, I really felt, I don't know what the word, I wouldn't say secure, but maybe secure or maybe found my footing more in my faith when I embraced all doubt, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a contradiction, but... 
it 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 uh it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if I had as much faith as other people, like I don't know, I I don't think that I would be criticizing things as openly as I do because many of the people who you know will be anti-LGBT, you know, they will claim to be loaded in faith. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Full of the love of God, right? Yeah. And I've always been like, I don't want to be those people. <laughs> and it's you, like, there has to be something else to, you know, love for the universe we live in and our creator, wherever right. or whoever he may be. Right. Yeah. Dude, I <laughs> totally feel you. Totally feel you. I am... Um, yeah, I've been wrestling with all these things for for years, you know, for years. So it's like, and I found Mission Hills too, kind of the same way. Just like stumbled upon them online, and like I've been at home ever since, you know. And it's been a few years, maybe two and a half years or so, but you know, still, still growing, you know, still searching, still learning, still questioning, still doubting, still loving, still embracing, like yeah. everybody who. You know, I, I normally wouldn't have been in contact with and exploring more questions within myself. And I love it. Like, I feel free that we could really just express ourselves and talk freely about the struggles or doubts that we have yeah. within our community, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a very welcoming community. And yeah. even like if you're not very um, churchy. Yeah. Churchy or, <laughs> you know, your Bible passages right. like me. I, I don't really know. Anytime Ryan, her pastor, throws out a Bible passage, I'm like, yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> I have no idea what the context is. Right. <laughs> but it's like, it's always he's always able to frame it in a way that's comprehensible and relatable to us. Yeah. And like, I'm not even and, afraid to talk about it. And, even and, if not, I don't and know not, it. yeah. And not framing it in absolute <laughs> Yeah, and leaving it open for us to f wrestle with and kind of, you know, just, just go back and forth and a push and pull on, on, on these texts and these ideas and open to other interpretations, which for me, growing up in church was a big no-no, right? There's only yeah. one way to yeah. interpret, the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not all these, quote-unquote, liberal and progressive um, spins on Scripture. But back in my day in church, they would call that, oh, you're distorting the Scripture and you're twisting it, you know, and all this <laughs> weird stuff. So. Um, so you are also heavily involved in... The I'm looking at your shirt party for socialism and liberation. And that's kind of the, that's where I wanted to have you on. I wanted to, I wanted to talk socialism. I wanted to demystify it, you know, destigmatize it. Cause I feel it's a bad word. And I feel we don't really know or understand what socialism really is, you know, growing yeah. up in our country dominated by capitalism. Right. I mean, we come to terms with our, with our history. Like we're built on, the oppression of black people, uh, enslavement, um, uh, maybe murdering the mm -hmm. indigenous people who have been here. Like, okay, that's our foundation. And upon that, we built this giant economic megalith, uh, uh, monolith of capital and that just exploits the world. Yeah. <laughs> And so when we hear these words like capitalism, I mean, that that was a pretty harsh critique already, right? So, and I, I consider myself still like, I, I feel I have capitalism still ingrained in me and ideas of like, um, what's the, what's the word? I used to identify as a, 
one of those guys, like a libertarian too. Oh. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, like I yeah. still feel like there's some deep strongholds within me. <laughs> Hopefully we can break them tonight. But no, I really want to, it's hard for us to even understand like the ideas of socialism because we're just so, we're ingrained in that yeah. ideology of like American exceptionalism, you know, the best, you know, we're going to be the best. We're going to produce the best. So let's, 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 let's wrestle with it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, first, like just going off what you said, like it is definitely ingrained in us. Like yeah. me, I grew up in a very conservative family. <laughs> you know, I was Republican in high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I voted for George W. Bush. That was the first person I voted for oh. when I was able to vote. Yeah. And because my parents did. Yeah. They're Republican. Yeah, exactly. It's right. like I went off a lot of what my family told me. And, you know, even though we were immigrants ourselves and everything, it's, Where are you guys and, from? Uh, we're from Cuba. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even though we're like low income, we were poor and we were immigrants. It's like we were Republicans. And I was like listening to everything my family told me because mm. I thought to myself, you know, you trust them and there must be a good reason. And they frame like pretty much how you see the world. Um, right. But like growing up, I just, you know, I started to see a lot of contradictions in the society <laughs> that we're living in. Like, and it just it got stronger and stronger over time. Like, you know, the fact that we are one of the wealthiest nations in the world, mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of it, you know, being stolen wealth. <laughs> and right. we can't even house people. You know, we can't pay a $2,000 stimulus check to right. people. Like all these contradictions, when you start to see them, you start to realize that something isn't right. right. Like there's something, some lie that you're being told. Right. <laughs> and honestly, like a lot of people are aware of these contradictions. Like um, even uh, right now, I was talking uh, earlier this afternoon to one of my friends and he said he had a little pamphlet left on his door um, that it was from some organization and the pamphlet said, we need to end the evil Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> and on it, you know, it was saying that um, because China lied about, you know, the pandemic and the virus, all of these people have died and they wouldn't have died if China hadn't lied. So, you yeah. know, that was pretty much what it was going off of. And like in that statement alone, people like, you know, who wrote that is noticing people should not be dead in this country, yeah. you know, like there is something wrong going on here. But the thing with noticing contradictions is that um, there's many directions where that can go. Mm. And in this case, you know, there are a lot of people on uh, the right wing or who are fascists who will tell you, oh, yes, the reason, you know, you're noticing that this thing is happening, the reason there's unemployment or you know, the pandemic or this, it's because of immigrants, you know, it's because oh, of right. Asians, it's because of this. And it's like, there's, they always, it's always provide, us versus them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they'll provide that explanation. And the thing is, a lot of people, they're trying to find the answers to these contradictions. They're trying to find out why is this thing happening that should not be happening mm. when we are able to, you know, we should be able to stop this. Um, so yeah, like throughout life, you know, as, I noticed that, you know, initially I was like very anti-communist, Yeah. Um, especially, you know, coming from Cuba, you know, I was told Castro is bad. Right. Evil, evil <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the thing is also like my family, they never wanted me to read any of that literature. <laughs> you know, they right. were like, oh, you know, you'll get tricked and this and that. 
But when you read the literature, um, which I mean, it's long and it, there's like a ton everywhere. Like there's so some much long, yeah. some short. There's always more to consume. Um, and I always recommend that, you know, even if you are anti-communist, like just read the literature that's out there. Like, and, you know, communist think manifesto. On it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think on it a while. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be convinced because like me, I was not convinced the first time. You know, yeah. it's not like I read a book and I was like, oh, I oh. see the answer now. No, right. it takes a lot of time. You know, it's definitely a process because it's so ingrained in us. We are taught this way, not only through like, you know, if we grew up conservative or liberal, but also in our education, K through 12, you right. know, even universities, it's very much this Western lens that's meant to put America in a good light and put capitalism in a good light. Right. So it's definitely a process to like, you know, get out of that. Um, right. Yeah, so it, so it happens to all of us. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit more about that lens. Like, what exactly is that Western lens? Like, American exceptionalism, right? Mm -hmm. Or nationalism. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's kind of critique that. One thing I do enjoy about, like, capital... I mean, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Socialism, <laughs> communism ideas is the critique of capitalism. I haven't really explored, like, more of the ideas or solutions or, or maybe... Um, yeah, like prophetic imagination, maybe of 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 the ideals, mm -hmm. but I really enjoy like the critique of Western imperialism, you know, American nationalism, things like that. So let's talk about some of that, some of that Western lens that we can. All right, all right, critique. let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first of all, you know, just to uh, start, I wanna like reference something that uh, a Black liberation leader, Kwame Ture, um, he said, and you can find his speeches online, like they're. They're so good. Um, but he's he does a very good job at simplifying, you know, capitalism versus socialism. And mm -hmm. one of the things he says, and you know, don't don't quote me directly, because I don't know if I got <laughs> the word exactly right, but he pretty much says that in a society, you know, either a few people have the power or the majority have the power. Right. It's like that it can only go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then when he goes, he says that, you know, there can only be capitalism or socialism. Like that's pretty much how it goes. Only a few have the power or all have the power. Um, so one of the critiques <laughs> of capitalism, first of all, capitalism, you know, it's a system where economic activity is based off the profit of the few. So right. it's definitely a profit that drives the market you know like right now profits 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 exactly. that's like that's like paramount yeah profits above everything yeah and above. we're we're seeing it with covid right now you know like yeah. people are in need of resources they're in need of help and there was constant conversation about oh but the stock market it's and doing great. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah and we need a like and they're not talking about small businesses you know they're talking about wall street right. <laughs> like the actual profit um, so one of the things is that in capitalism, you know, the working class, they work for wages and salaries, mm -hmm. which has been determined by the capitalists or the bosses. And what happens there is that you don't own the means of production. It's like you and me, we're the working class. Right. <laughs> the ones who decide who gets money, you know, who's, mm -hmm. who's the poor and who's the rich, they are the ruling class. They're the ones that cut you the check that you rely to live on. And they're the ones who own the mean of productions and they constantly are CEOs, profiting off your labor. See, I used to work for like the military industrial complex. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to work for a Boeing subsidiary. Oh my God. 
god yeah so i was there for almost eight years or eight or nine years but i'm thinking of all these head honchos up there mm-hmm. right yeah who get these giant contracts they negotiate these giant contracts and pay me whatever it is, twenty three dollars exactly. an hour, whatever. I, I can't even remember what I was yeah. making. And like how we were saying, there's so much concentration on profit, and the only way you can make maximum profit is to have maximum exploitation. That yeah. means pay your workers the least possible. You know, they'll pay you minimum wage. Just like at first when you're negotiating your salary, they'll be like, "Oh, so like, what are you expecting to get paid?" And you know, yeah. you'll be like, "Uh." how about like 30 to 35k and then they'll be like let's do 30k you know like they'll go <laughs> as low as they possibly can yeah and that is all to profit but there's so much money there that they're also taking from you because they right. can pay you more and your labor is definitely worth more than Absolutely. that yeah it's like if they the amount that they have is like they act like they can't give you more but they mm-hmm. can and like right now, like we don't even have a living wage, you know, like right. we're talking about uh, Congress is still talking 15. about $15. It's a, it's a 10 year old idea. Like yeah, it's very exactly. dated. It's 10 year olds. And they're talking about implementing it in like five years when right. by then, like the living need wage will have increased to $30 an hour yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> and California probably 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of like capitalism has to do with maximum profit via maximum exploitation. And this itself is also a contradiction in yeah. capitalism because, and you know, we can use the, the housing crisis like in 2008 as an example, um, they will pay you the least that they can, but then they expect you to buy mm. all the products that are being sold, other services that are being sold. That you can't afford, you know, if you're not getting a living wage. And like what I meant uh, by the housing uh, crisis is that there is a large surplus of houses here in the United States that are empty because they couldn't be sold. Nobody like could afford it. It was way too high and they're empty. And instead of being used, you know, like for something because it's like it's here, it's built. There are homeless people everywhere. They're not using it because they can't profit off of it until they end up selling it. Like, and again, it just comes back down to profit. (laughs) It's not, it's not about helping anybody. No. Like, you know, you're American, you're citizens who, for whatever reason, lost their house or become homeless or whatever. No, 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 no. Like you, you, you're, you're asked out. You messed up. Yeah. You shouldn't have taken this loan to begin with. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a myth of, you know, like the American dream. And if you work hard, but there's so many people that work hard, especially immigrants, like they work hard and they get paid shit and they don't go anywhere from that hard work. Whereas like if we take, uh, you know, like Jeff Bezos, for Mm -hmm. example, he does not work half as hard as, you know, (laughs) the workers in his warehouse who, like, they hardly get any breaks. They are overworked, overexploited, underpaid. Right. And he, like, earns millions a minute, if not in a day. Right, right. (laughs) And, yeah. I heard that workers, like, can't even, like, like, talk to each other or, like, you have to sign a log to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And like he's all this very anti-union. <laughs> right. Yeah. What about those those cases of like somebody coming here, like an immigrant, and making it? You know, you hear like these stories of like, oh, 
you know, I started from nothing and now I'm a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you, those people find just, is it just hard work? Because they're not working, maybe they are working harder, but of a person who's working 60 hours a week, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week, I mean, they're still working hard. Sometimes they find the slip through these cracks and quote unquote, make it right or yeah. live find that american yeah. dream i mean there are slips through the cracks you know depending on who you know and mm. um, but you know that's not the case for the majority yeah. and that's a problem it's, it's a one-off like, yeah it, it there's only a few that have the wealth that have the power and not the majority and if we're living in a democracy you know yeah. the majority should be having the power and a thing also about like um some immigrants who like come here and and by making it, it's like, like you can end up being like well off enough, you know, to be like middle class. But if we're talking like way above that, you know, like upper middle class or yeah. like actually rich, I mean, you also have to look at like, well, where did they come from? Like, you know, what did they have when they came? And what I'm referencing with this is like specifically. In the case of Cuba, you know, there you will find like a lot of wealthy Cubans in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of them who immigrated, but they immigrated and they came um, to the United States right before or during, like right at the beginning stages of communism in mm. Cuba. You know, they came with their wealth because they're like, there's no way I'm giving this. <laughs> you know, right. there's no way I'm giving this to anyone. And a lot of that wealth, like especially in Cuba, um, prior to the communist revolution, it was a dictatorship, but it was a very capitalist dictatorship that had the full support of the U.S. because okay. the U.S. was able to profit, you right. know, off of it. Again, going back to profit. profit. <laughs> um, so there were a who, who was running the show before the um, communist uh, uh, revolution? Batista. Batista. Yeah, yeah. And then Fidel overthrew him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and. There was like a huge class difference at that time. You know, there were the very wealthy and there were the extremely poor. <laughs> the extremely poor, you know, outnumbered the very wealthy. But a lot of wealthy people, like, you know, they'll say they fled, but it's like, mm, you more so decided yeah, to, to you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to take, you know, and the country's wealth with you right. <laughs> and go to the U.S. where you knew that like there wouldn't be as many restrictions to you doing whatever necessary to get richer. <laughs> right. And we still have a trade embargo, right? With yeah. Cuba uh, yep. to this day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we still yeah, have sanctions. Guantanamo Bay open, right? Yep. Yep. And like those sanctions... <laughs> Those sanctions, they are so harmful to um, Cuba and to the community. Like, it really harms people. Um, it means that they're not able to do foreign trade. Um, like, right now, um, I think, for example, I'm not sure which, if, if, like, what specifically Cuba has been restricted on during the pandemic, but I know Iran, which is another country that's recently been sanctioned, mm -hmm. it was sanctioned from, you know, receiving uh, medical supplies for COVID, you know, right. for the vaccines. So, and that sanctions, yeah. is that just from the US or for any, any, any of our allies or the United States allies or, or any other country? Um, is that mainly? I'm not sure, um, like, if Britain's also doing it or not. But I know that just sanctions alone from the U.S. pretty much means that, like, 
Cuba, it can't do business with an ally of the U.S. Right. because then the U.S. says, oh, if you do business with Cuba, you know, we're going to cut off ties with you. Right. And like recently, you know, it was uh, Cuba was labeled as uh, what is it? State sponsor of terrorism, <laughs> which is just absolutely insane considering, you know, what the U.S. does compared to what Cuba has done. Right. It's right. like Cuba, like they are so centered. And this is one of the things that um, the Communist Party is most praised for there. They are so centered on healthcare and on doctors like they basically have a medical brigade. In Cuba, mm -hmm. that goes to uh, like the darkest corners of the earth, poor nations to help people. Mm. And the US, in response to that, has called that human trafficking wow. <laughs> just to justify putting sanctions. Right. Yeah. They'll, meanwhile, they'll, they'll call it whatever they want to, yeah. to make you the. Yeah. Bad meanwhile, guy. it's like, what are we doing, you know, to help the world? We're not even like helping the people here. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not only that, I mean, the, the CIA and I mean, they're one of the biggest human traffickers in the world. Oh, like, man. Like, oh, my God. This podcast is going to get blackmailed. Blackballed. <laughs> man, I feel like, oh, man. Like, to talk about the CIA, I feel like that would be a whole, a whole episode itself. Yeah. Like, just clandestine activities. All that stuff is for real. I mean, intriguing the, to me. the amount of times, you know, they tried to assassinate Castro. Yeah. And, like, if you look up on it, you know, you can read. Um, there was an, a Cuban civilian airliner that was bombed <laughs> by mm. uh, these two people who were CIA agents. And it was wow. a civilian airliner. 73 Cubans died, and they're living in Miami. Absolutely wow. no persecution, no consequences. The U.S. is acting like it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it's there's, like there's, some dark there's, history. There's a lot of dark history with like, CIA. Oh for yeah, sure. like okay, uh, just to make one book recommendation, you know, because <laughs> it's it can be a long history, but if you like want to get like a good idea of the things that just the CIA or overall the U.S. government has done around the world, what you know, very undemocratic things. Um, one good book is Washington Bullets. It's by Vijay Prashad. V-I-J-A-Y-P-R-A-S-H-A-D. Uh, um, and he just goes into a very, like, brief but comprehensive history, like, starting, I think he goes as far back as colonialism and then, you know, goes into, like, the present time. But he goes into all the coups that right. have taken place, like in Latin America and that Africa, we sponsored around the world. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. That has been sponsored by the U.S. That has received bipartisan support from the U.S. He goes into the entire history, and it's such a good book. Like, it's a really good introduction. <laughs> That's what we do. We'd love to unstabilize, to wreck countries around the world, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who are like, you know, heavy, patri like patriotic. I don't know. They they wouldn't. They, maybe they wouldn't call themselves that, but they really are. But if we if we if we were to really dig a little deeper on what we do, we're terrible. Yeah, <laughs> we do some really bad things. Oh, but yeah. what makes it so? What people don't? It's just like it's so it's it's masked in this. It's hidden in this like. You know, oh God! You know, God love, God bless America, and yep. freedom reigns, and you're free. You know, yeah. and it's like, 
you know, we're, we're, we're God country. You know, it's like, it's just, it's massing this weird, I don't know, like facade. Yeah. And it's like, what and are you? And if you just take off the mask and, yeah. and, and, and it doesn't mean like I'm anti-American, you know, I don't know. Maybe I am. I don't know. I just, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think we really understand like what we are or who we're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or we're just given this idea of what we're supposed to be. But I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, what are you free from? You know, because obviously you're not free from homelessness, you know, yeah. like as a as a nation, we're not free from homelessness. We're yeah. not free from starvation, from drug addiction. Um, we're not free from racism. <laughs> you oh know, all these plagues in society. And there's a well, constant. I mean, yeah. How many people yeah. do we have in prisons in this country? Yeah. yeah. And there's like... a constant emphasis on freedom. And what's interesting is that, <laughs> on the other hand, um, countries that, you know, have responded to these issues they've been uh, called authoritarian. Mm. Um, like, for example, in the Soviet Union, there were anti-racist laws. There were laws against racism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there were actual consequences if yeah. you were racist. And when the U.S. talks about that, they're like, oh, that's so authoritarian. You know, that's restricting freedom of speech and everything. And it's like, what is bad about, you know, being anti-racist and enforcing our society and protecting our people from racism like what yeah. is bad about that um so yeah like the obsession with freedom it's very odd especially um not because like it's not that i'm you know shit talking freedom but i mean that the people who are talking to us about freedom don't enforce freedom anywhere else in the world mm. you know how we were saying they coup other countries yeah. <laughs> the cia has cooed so many times in latin america yeah, yes like... it's like um right now the us is supporting a dictator in haiti yeah <laughs> you know in which the people do not want we coup bolivia there, there, people, there's a there's a there's a uprising right now yeah. right in haiti mhm mm yeah that and we don't it's know about like <laughs> and like the us literally coup bolivia and it put in place a right wing fascist that mm. supported you know trading with the us making um profit which again if so much comes back down to profit, specifically right. capitalist profit, because it's not the people who are profiting. It's not like you and me. We're not experiencing, you know, yeah. any kind of better living conditions. It's no, the people at the top. And it's like they're the ones talking to you about freedom when they don't enforce that anywhere else in the world. Hmm. You know, and even just a, like a bigger, like, you know, taking a, a giant bird's eye view, like we're, we're, still a baby country mm -hmm. like these ideas are still quote somewhat new you know i feel i'm a bit of a student of history but i feel like these systems of power have always been here right to exploit the people i mean we talked about jesus in the in in the beginning of the, of the episode of like you know he was proclaiming a mess message of like hope and liberty mm -hmm. to the poor the marginalized of society and like those systems of oppression are always there, you know? So I'm just like, it, it only makes sense that we, whenever we see it, we critique it, you know? Yeah. So what about the people who would say, well, socialism is just another form of oppression. Like, do you, do you, 
do you do you see that critique or does would that be a valid critique of somebody who would say that no i definitely see that critique and oftentimes when i see it it's actually from people who you know uh, they'll claim that they have the most to lose from socialism. So, mm. you know, it'll be the people who are rich, the people at the top who will often yeah. say, oh, socialism is oppressive. You know, you, they're going to take away your rights. But really, yeah. they're the ones threatened. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. socialism, it is about, again, giving the power to, to the, the majority. Right. Yes, giving power to the people, giving the wealth to the people, redistributing, meeting the people's needs. And that is the biggest threat to the ruling class. So, of mm. course, they're going to tell you, no, this, you know, this is oppressive. But they don't talk about how capitalism is oppressive. You right. know, they'll tell you you're free right now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a regular family living paycheck to paycheck. One thing can go wrong. Like we're like we're seeing a pandemic and people can lose everything. Yes. Everything. Um, even before pandemic, like an accident, your breadwinner gets in an accident, is no longer able to work. You're screwed, you yeah. know, literally overnight because we have to, you know, we we're we're not living. I mean, I've lived, I've lived paycheck to paycheck for years, you know, now I still do from time to time because I, I have my own business and this is where I, you know, I still have some of these capitalistic ideas as an entrepreneur, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But still, there's still not a path to, I don't know what, what the word is of like, well, there is a path to financial freedom, quote unquote, financial freedom. So like, what, what are some of the ideas of like, I know like, okay, socialism like would, if implemented, well, okay, there's a ton of different socialist ideas, right? Like there's not one, like, is there like one thing that like, we can point to like, okay, this is agreed upon across the board. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I move on to that thought, back to that critique of like people saying, oh, well, socialism can also be oppressive. Like, cause then they point out people like Stalin uh, Mao, right, and these mm -hmm. types of people. What do you say to those those critiques of like, were people starved, you know, mm -hmm. to death? Well, first of all, those critiques are not really well researched, and how I said, we're not encouraged to research this. We're not encouraged to learn any of this. Where we take it very much at face value. Yeah. <laughs> And what's not that's true because the history books are only written by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's not considered in these critiques is like if we talk about the Soviet Union prior to the revolution there, it was a feudal it was feudalism and it was yeah. monarchy. And there was a lot of suffering <laughs> like mm. the Soviet Union was literally better off. Um, after the revolution than before like before it was very very uneducated peasantry mm -hmm. there was a lot of starvation there was a lot of oppression from the monarchy itself mm -hmm. and you know they were investing a lot into world war one which people a lot of people were against the war right. after the revolution in the soviet union literacy rates went up people you know they got access to health care that they never had before they got access to education that they never had before i mean this we talk about how we're a young country the soviet union you know it was extremely young for the mm. time it was around and it went from being a you know an uneducated um, nation that had was majority peasantry to flying to space, right. <laughs> you know, like that is a huge jump compared to like us right now. And you know how long it's taken us to develop. Yeah. And 
the thing is, like, yes, there are a lot of conditions, you know, that were different, like, um, in Russia compared to us here. And as Mark says, uh, we always take those conditions into consideration. Like, we know that there's no point in talking about, you know, things in the ideological sense if it has no material base, (laughs) you know, in reality. Like, things need to have a material base. We need to talk about things materially because otherwise, you know, you're going to keep making the same mistakes over and over. Right. And the other thing about the Soviet Union is that was like the first uh, successful socialist revolution. They had no basis, you know, no comparison of like, here are the rules, you know, here's the manual. They had to Mm. figure out a lot on their own. And it was a huge nation that didn't have even half the communication we do right now of, you know, we can communicate immediately with like the East Coast. It's like they had a lot to manage with, which people don't give them a lot credit uh, much more credit for um but they helped their people a lot like how life was like after the revolution conditions improved considerably Mm. (laughs) than how it was prior like how i said there were the laws against racism there were more rights for women which were not um present previously and when the soviet union when it's criticized um like for example one of uh the biggest you know, well-known criticizers of communism or of the Soviet Union is an organization called Victims of Communism. And there, you know, they'll list, oh, this is how many people communism killed. And at faith's value, you're like, you know, they really play with the fact that people, you know, we are are human and we want to do the right thing. How I was saying, like, we, we... notice contradictions and we want to fix things we want to do the right thing so they play a lot with that by making you think oh these people suffered and you're in you know your instinctual reaction is to be like yes like um, you know i i oppose this system that made them suffer but um it's not a reliable source at all because victims of communism if you look at that organization and their numbers they count in the lives killed by communism the nazis that were wow. killed in world in world war ii they count that how do they figure as, that i have no idea <laughs> honestly like they pull a lot out of their ass yeah. <laughs> like i'm not lying like they count abortions as is lives that, is that because like when the russians came and like helped end it <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, it's like... yeah. For, <laughs> no, really. Like, uh, the Soviet Union had like a lot of influence in helping to defeat the Nazis, right. and you know, um, uh, World War Two. But it's like they're treated as the bad guys, and it's like, um, you have to be a pretty, pretty bad person <laughs> to. You Didn't know... the Nazis sort of consider themselves <laughs> socialist, though? Even though it wasn't, it was more. It was it's fascism, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, they were fascists. Um, There was nothing socialist about the Nazis. You know, they were (laughs) anti-union. A lot of rights uh, went down. Um, People lost a lot of their rights, like women rights, union rights. Uh, Nazi Germany was very focused on maintaining uh, the profit of the, of, you know, the rich and the big companies. And what's interesting, um, like... Another book recommendation. Yeah, give it, give it, <laughs> is, give it to us. Uh, Black and Reds by Michael Parenti. Um, he goes into the history of fascism versus communism and um, how it's just gone over the decades. 
And when he starts talking about uh, Germany uh, right before the Nazis took over, at the time, there was actually a communist candidate running for office. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he was, um, you know, obviously he didn't win. <laughs> but it's <laughs> obviously. like, yeah, the Nazis were not on the sides of the communists. Like, communists were one of the people persecuted by the Nazis. Um, and the other thing about the Soviet Union is that the Soviet Union, it you know, it had a large uh, population of Slavs and Jewish people as well. Mm. <laughs> so they were like a big target for Nazi Germany. You know, there was a lot of hatred from Nazi Germany towards them. Um, I believe that um, Nazi Germany, like it kept uh, correlating the Bolsheviks to Jews and basically saying like, oh, you know, this is what happens when Jews run a country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a lot of like anti-Soviet propaganda specifically from the Nazis, right. you know, saying like, oh, they did this and they did that. They and it was just, at yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. It was like lies that were brought up. And, you know, like throughout the Soviet Union, the U.S. worked, uh, uh, I mean, throughout World War II, the U.S. worked with the USSR, but then, you know, after World War II was over, right. Cold War started, right. and then the U.S. is like, mm, you know what? I think we're going to use some of this Nazi propaganda. Right, right, right. We're gonna, <laughs> and, and use some of these same Nazis. Yeah, to- and we're going <laughs> to, like, let some of the Nazis work with us. Right. Another. <laughs> so, like, that just goes to secret. show, yeah, like, every the information that we just see right now that is like easily accessible it is very distorted you know there's a bias behind it i mean everything has a bias of course yeah but um you know the thing is it goes against our american system exactly period so you're we're gonna give you the that's pretty much what it comes down to and it's the fact that the education on these subjects if people know more about these things and if they know our know more about the gains of socialism throughout history Hmm. that's a threat to the ruling class here (laughs) you know that's why they went so hard on the cold war they were like oh shit it's getting popular this is gonna come back to us and we don't want that Hmm. so they went so hard on it because of that and um yeah like it's hard definitely to you know find the sources around this like we're how i said we're not encouraged like even if you, you know, try to look up, if you Google something, you might get a New York Times article. Yeah. But even that's not reliable because, like, there's a lot of funding, for example, for the New York Times and a lot of um, journalism that, you know, comes from companies like Raytheon, you know, which is right. a defense contract company. Another, yeah. another uh, military industrial complex. Yes, yes. The military giant. industrial complex puts a lot of funding into journalism here. Mm. And then like we wonder like, oh, why do I keep seeing, you know, these articles that says this country is bad because of this and because of that. You know, China's doing this, China's doing that. And it's like right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's hard to find. Um, but it's there. Like it's definitely there. And I mean, how are you saying like We can only start at, you know, the obvious, which is what's most well known, like the Communist Manifesto. But like if like anyone's curious about specific subjects, um, my organization, the party, they have a website called LiberationSchool.com. And there they have several articles just pretty much, you know, giving 
Um, the rundown yeah. on these important events or these concepts that we're not encouraged to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So you can always find information in there if anyone uh, I feel, wants yeah. more. For sure. Like this is where I'm at too. I just, I feel like we, we need to do the work, you know, I, th- I think, I think we just take everything at face value and just consume what's given to us, you know, as, yeah. Especially, you know, when we keep being told, oh, this is a democracy and, you know, we're all about freedom. It's like we there's very little like questioning about what we're told. You know, there's trust. And of course, like we should be able to trust the people who claim that they are representing us and working for us. Mm. But when that's not the case, it's like, yeah, like there is like work that has to be done. There's conversations that have to be had. Yeah. And not just for the sake of learning, but for the sake of progressing as a society, because like these conversations, it's the ones they don't want us having, but right. it's the ones that need to be had. Because how like I said, people, people are dying. I like what you just said too, for the sake of progressing society, like, at the rate we're going, we're just consuming, consuming, destroying, exploitating the planet Yep. to where we're literally not going to have a planet in literally like yeah. around the corner, <laughs> right? Isn't there a date, like a cutoff date? Uh, 2030, but if I we don't think, yeah. <laughs> implement some pretty drastic measures, like it's a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism, it's really not self-sustainable. Like right. just when we went into the fact of like, how are you going to pay for things if you're being paid minimum wage? Like you don't have the money for things if they, you know, are putting it at the highest price so they can get the highest profit off of it. It's like, it's self-destructive with the environment, you yeah. know, with our lives. I invited my daughter to come sit in just to talk about these ideas. Cause we, <laughs> we often talk about this. Like what do you, what even is money? Like what is the point of money? She's like, <laughs> why do we have to have money? Like it just, it, it ruins everything, you know? Yeah. I'm like, dang. I'm like, when we just sit and just think about it, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Like money is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what would, like, we're, we're on a freaking space rock in some galaxy. And like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if we look at it that way, like, why can't we just be happy and like live in peace and love and like, you know? Yeah. Why do we have to set up these systems of like oppression and exploitation? Like, why can't we just enjoy this beautiful yeah, yeah. creation? And it's like we, I feel like everyone kind of just feels that. Like, everyone can tell, you know, when there's something wrong and they can tell like how things should be. Like, they know that we should be caring about each other and we should be yeah. like loving each other and prioritizing people over profit, which yeah. is what socialism does and what capitalism doesn't, doesn't want here. Yeah. yeah. And and it's kind of funny too, like these, this American idea or, or Christianity, let's just say Christianity, like there's like this promise of heaven, right. Of like this ultimate bliss and like perfection and, and um, you know, like, Oh, you know, we're going to that, but we're not going to, participate in that now you yeah. know what i mean like which which i i think is just ridiculous but like because i mean the scripture even says like earth and like quote-unquote heaven or this dimension is going to be like joined together as one so it's like jesus was talking about wasn't talking about heaven at all it was more of this like reality that's there if we want if we want it to be 
Yeah. If we can tap into <laughs> it and like be in that. Um, let's talk about like how would so what are some of the like core ideas like like people don't understand that we have some socialism already in our country right like I mean we have a uh, uh, social security right mm-hmm. yeah that was brought up on by quote unquote socialism yeah. <laughs> the big ugly word um the 40 hour work week right yeah. wasn't that yeah yeah like, that was all from people protesting right. unions uh, communists in the you know 1930s during the great depression and it's yeah. like they it's not the you know like uh the ruling class gave it out of the goodness of their, of their heart, heart. Yeah. it's like no you gotta fight for it exactly you had to push them to it and they were like oh shit like if we don't give this to them you know they're gonna mm. They're There's going to be a revolution. Gonna, we're going to revolt against yeah. us and eat us yeah. and put our heads on pikes. So it's like, here's a little reform, you know. <laughs> here's so a you're little happy. bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the problem, though. Why do we just settle for that? Like, we, you know, I feel like we always just, you know, oh, here's $600 stimulus check. Like, there's people who haven't worked in a year because of this. Like, why aren't we putting these politicians, like, really putting their mm-hmm. you know what i mean like why aren't we storming their <laughs> well hang on wait, there was a storming of the capitol <laughs> but, but like why aren't we holding these these politicians like accountable like yeah this is like mcconnell shut down the first one right uh even when donald trump was saying yeah i don't know if that was just some weird mind freak i don't know either. mind game of like oh we're gonna give you two thousand the republicans better do it and Mitch is like, no, nah, we're going to give you 400. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always like debating it. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like right now when we were talking about, you know, the fight to get minimum wage to 15, it's like, I remember when I learned the amount of times that Congress has raised their own salary, you know, they've yeah. raised their own wages. Right. There's never a debate there. You know, they never spent an entire year debating that right, or right. whether they deserve it, is- it or not. But when it comes to us, it's like, right. Uh, <laughs> so crazy yeah um yeah but like in terms of like why like nothing like happens i mean first of all like i was saying like during the cold war this country like in the the u.s government they really went down hard to stigmatize socialism mm-hmm. you know they broke groups apart um they imprisoned uh members of the black panthers like we have i was gonna get into that yeah yeah Yeah, like to this day yeah yeah we have political prisoners who are still in there only because they challenge the ruling class because they you know believe the people uh should be fed they shouldn't be homeless which is a ridiculous thing um to be in prison for and 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 that's they're lucky they're in prison and didn't get shot like some of the other guys yeah and um you know, like, I feel like as a country, we're still slowly just starting to destigmatize it. And definitely, like, people like Bernie Sanders, he's helped, um, kind of made it not such a bad word anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like started to soften people up to the concept. He's like socialism light. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Be calf. laughs> yeah. Uh- yeah, I I mean, <laughs> he's not like my number one, <laughs> you know, socialist, especially because he's still, even if he supports certain socialist policies, he's still working, you know, within the capitalist structure. Yeah. You know, he's still a politician working within the U.S. empire. And it's yeah. like... Well, it's, I mean, he has to, though, right? I mean, what 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 is the... I mean, besides 
overthrowing. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is he? You know what I mean? That's How can what we, we gotta push do, it? though. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the thing. It's like there's really no other option. You, A full on revolution. Yeah. If yeah. you work inside the system, like people have tried, but there's really no changing it from the inside. It is very strong. He it literally could have. Well he could have been the president in 2016, yes, but like, they, the system's like, nope. Dude, Democrats oh, worked the worst. harder to Democrats get Bernie the worst. Sanders yeah. out of the way than they did to get Trump out. <laughs> right, right. And that's how we got Trump. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they didn't want him uh, there. Like, we got Biden. That would have been a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about 2016. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, because he, like, he twice. Yeah, twice he got he got <laughs> he got he got screwed by his, the Democratic Party twice. Yeah, because yeah. they are they're happy with the status quo. I mean, if we were if we're being honest, yeah, yeah, they, they wanna... are. Yeah, like Nancy Pelosi recently said, "Oh, it's important. We should have a strong Republican Party." And it's like, <laughs> really, girl? Why is it because if the Republicans weren't there, <laughs> like they there would be nobody else to make you look good anymore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if it was if it was just the Democrats, they would be considered the new right wing compared right. to the other third parties. And that's the thing too. I listened to my buddy Chris. Um, shout out to the Alt Left podcast. They have a. Po- I'm gonna. I want. They're gonna. He's gonna come on, and he's a card carrying commie. <laughs> and but they have a show where, remember, left, right, and center on NPR, where it was like they talk about political political issues from a left perspective, right, and a middle guy. But this is all left. So one is like more of a traditional liberal. One is more like a progressive. And then my buddy Chris is like commie, of card carrying communist. And so they talk about these ideas strictly from a left perspective. And I believe one of the episodes, they were like, we don't have a real left. Like, if we're really being honest, mm-hmm. like, the left, quote unquote, the Democrats are more centrist than anything. Then you got yeah. the right the right wing, like, Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, speaking of third parties, like, our party, the Party for Socialism and Liberation, we ran in the 2020 election mm. with our own presidential candidate. Right. Um, in California, we run under the Peace and Freedom Party, which is a historical socialist party. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we want to keep them. Um, but throughout the nation, it's also, uh, we're just known as the Party for Socialism and Liberation. And yeah, we were running uh, with a socialist candidate who was saying, uh, you know, like people need to be housed. We need health care. <laughs> like practically, you know, what Bernie Sanders like was basic saying. Basic human rights, right? Yeah. Or just like, come on, like, can we not just, can we give everybody like good health care? Yeah, yeah. My dad posted on Facebook the other day, he's been paying $1,100 a month for him and my mom to have health insurance. $1,100 a month. That's a lot of money for yeah. a pastor. He's a pastor. <laughs> And um, he doesn't he doesn't make any money from that. Like he has a job, but, you know, he has a job and my mom, um, my mom stays home. But my mom has supported us like most of our lives in the beginning. Like it was my mom who was working, you know, and my dad was a pastor, like just doing ministry. Like our thing was like doing ministry in the street. And my mom was at work. So, you know, my my dad was like, oh, you know, I want to you can chill. You know, what I mean, this part, this mm-hmm. half, you, you can <laughs> chill. But. That's not right. Like, uh, you know, he's he just turned 65, so he's able to tap into some other programs now to bring it down, but he's still paying a lot of money. But, why? you know what I mean? Like, he beat cancer. He beat prostate cancer uh, a few years ago. And, you know what I mean? And it just it's important that we have good health care. Yeah. Like, 
what's the problem in everybody having good decent healthcare? <laughs> you yeah. know I, I uh uh you know for me i kind of i kind of was intrigued by andrew yang's sort of ideas he sort of like operates as like a quasi progressive but flirts in this you know uh entrepreneurship capitalistic ideas but he proposed he was he was a big proponent of the uh universal basic income which to me makes total sense like going forward mm-hmm. a, a ubi like martin luther king was talking about this in the 60s yeah so i mean it's like it makes sense like the way we're going if we're talking about the means of production like if a machine is going to be able to do what i do 10 times faster you know what i mean yep like obviously workers are going to be phased out you know what i mean and like that's what happened in the industrial revolution like that's where we are today so i believe in a ubi like yeah. that's a I don't, I don't know if that's a socialist idea yeah yeah um, uh actually our canada uh they were pushing for a 25 dollar minimum yeah wage for people a minimum wage yeah. which which is i guess would you guys consider like a ubi yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah like you know pushing for health care we were pushing for um the um acknowledging and respecting a treaties with indigenous people mm. you know ending war bringing our soldiers back home yeah <laughs> and yeah but yeah by yeah. the way guys you support the troops i, I support the troops too so much <laughs> i want them to come home yeah like let's yeah, bring them home there, there's really no point to like again not all this wars imperialism. so much of this war imperialism and profit mm. again it's like getting oil you know getting yeah. all these resources it's not for our freedom guys like we need to stop yeah. like uh lying yeah, to ourselves um, one of um, have you seen that map where i'm sorry i didn't uh, mean to cut you yeah, off yeah, yeah. but you've seen that map of like iran they're like look where iran put their country so close to all of our military bases <laughs> have you seen that one? no it's like we have military bases everywhere yes, yes. In every like it's crazy and it's just to control that's just where right. it comes down to and like um in our party we actually have um a veteran named uh, mike preisner and he was a veteran in Iraq. And he said that when he went there, you know, he was told like, oh, you know, the military, it's an anti-racist space. And, you know, we're fighting for freedom. But that when he was there, he heard so many slurs, you know, against Middle Eastern people. And he saw that he they were the ones terrorizing people. Like right. what they were told to do and what they were sent to do, they were not protecting people. They weren't helping them. They were terrorizing them. And then when he came back home here, he was like, I come back here. You know, I'm told that I'm doing this thing to help my country. And I see so many homeless people here. Like all the people here are the ones not being protected. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to mention our veterans who come home and, are offing themselves in like record numbers. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of violence, not only towards, um, you know, the countries that are being invaded and the civilians there, but also just our own people. And especially when you consider how much of the working class is pulled into the military industrial complex, you know, like young kids in high school told, oh, you know, um, if you join the military, you'll get, you know, free school and, you know, we'll help you with this and that. And it, it's like right. a lot of people, you know, they're being constrained and oppressed just by capitalism. They're trying to survive. 
Well, they're mm-hmm. seduced by this idea of like, you know, nationalism of like yeah, fight yeah, for your country, some, have pride in your, yeah. you know, be a proud American and go, you know, fight overseas yeah, for freedom. Yeah, which even that, like, there's just a lot of like racism, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that uh, behind all those slogans and what the reasons that they're justifying war. Yeah. So kind of winding down, like in conclusion, like what, what would be like some of like, I mean, we, you sort of touched on them, but like the core principles, like, man, if we can implement this, like we'll be making progress in society. Okay. Um, so in, in socialism, how I said, like, uh, previously how I said in capitalism, you know, it's profit over people. The economy is centered around getting profit In socialism the economic activity is based on fulfilling people's needs, not the profit of a few. People are prioritized over profit. And just to give you an idea of what this would look like, first of all, you know, our government would be a genuine democracy. Mm. <laughs> it would be a government that is the working class people representing working class people, you know, representing working class interests, holding transparent and grassroots democratic election. Like, like I think of AOC, Mm -hmm. she was a regular working class person to me. Yeah. And, and is, is representing her constituents in her district of New York. Right. Is that what we're talking about? Like working class people holding powers uh, or holding positions of power within the government? In majority. In majority. Um, yeah, because AOC, like, I, you know, I support her. She's definitely, you know, uh, treated so horribly within the own system that she's trying to reform. Um, but again, it's like this system, it cannot be reformed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, it is made to uphold itself. Right. And it's only through revolution that we can have a working class majority government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think what you're alluding to is like our very articles, like our constitution is is based in this. Like it, it it's literally set like this on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like currently right now- It's not gonna get reformed. Yeah, That's yeah. basically where we're at. Yeah, currently right now in our government, you know, we- our government's made up of rich politicians who aren't really affected by whether they pass the stimulus right. <laughs> check or not. It doesn't affect their livelihoods. They don't really, they have no relation to the way that we live. They think that like uh, 2000 is enough for like, you know, four months of rent. <laughs> it's like yeah. they have no connection to us. And so disconnected. Yeah. And like, we are not able like AOC is a rare instance, but um, overall, it's very hard to try to get our own working class people in government because how we saw with Bernie Sanders already, mm-hmm. they're the ones who decide who we get to vote for. They right. pretty much pick like, okay, you know what? We want this candidate. We want right. this candidate, you know, which represent their interests. And then they tell us, now you get to pick between, yeah, between these, these, two. these two. Yeah. And that's not at all how it works in socialist countries. Um, like, for example, in uh, Cuba, uh, the government there, um, there's uh, municipalities in the country. And then each neighborhood, like you yourself, you can run for government. Mm-hmm. And your neighborhood will back you up, you know, to say, yeah, he's been awesome for the community. He's mm-hmm. been so great. And it's not based on how much money you have, you know, your connections. Like right. here, it's all about money. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about your connections you know, who to power. funds you. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Grassroots is transparent. 
you are able to actually represent your people as a working class member. And then also under socialism, you know how we were saying like housing, healthcare, food security, they would be guaranteed rights. Basic (laughs) human rights. Yes. Constitutional rights, which are not at all in our constitution. Like what is a life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And previously I believe it used to be life, liberty and property. Oh, wow. I didn't (laughs) know that. They changed it to pursuit of happiness. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like, imagine if it was property, you know, um, And then, like, workers' rights and unions would be defended. The wealth we have would be redistributed to meet the needs of society. So, like, right now, like, for example, during COVID, um, you know, uh, during Trump, they passed the COVID stimulus bill. Mm -hmm. And that bill, it was, like, 10% COVID. Yeah. And 90% defense funds like Jeez. why are defense funds included in a covid stimulus bill you know like it's Crazy. it's long but if you look into it you know they're just talking about oh yeah putting money you know for war with this country uh, for aggression towards this country nothing that has to do with us and then they told us there's not you know we can only have 600 there's not enough yeah. money when all that money is going to war <laughs> that is that is crazy yeah, yeah. How, but see that that alone like why aren't we, why aren't we, you know, putting these politicians' heads on pikes? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. There's 10% of the stimulus bill going towards the actual people of the United States yeah. to survive. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we need to be organized, like, support an organization or join an organization because it's so important. It's not enough. Um, to just get the people together to protest on the street because you know a lot of people can protest and uh, be against the same thing you know you can all be but you have to be for the same thing like it's not that it has to be like you know everyone has to think the same but we all have to have that goal of socialism yes because otherwise it's like we might be protesting like against um you know the U.S. government and their war crimes, but not all of us might be seeing society the same way. And the way we see society also has to do with our education. Mm. And when you are organized or you, you know, just go to like a meeting held by an organization like us, you know, we hold a lot of Zoom meetings that are really just education based. It's about to teach people about this point in history or this leader. And it's really just to like expand your mind and make the connections as to why are we experiencing this contradiction Mm. in the society that we live in and how can that contradiction be fixed? And organizing is so important. It is such a huge part of it because if, if you're not organized, you you need to have direction. (laughs) It's like, that's the main thing. We need to have direction. And the other thing is like a lot of people we're told right now that Democrats are the direction, (laughs) you know, like they're the ones who, well, Joe Biden's going to save us from yeah, yeah yeah and it's like when you look at it it's like we here in California blue state you know we we we're not paid to stay home we don't have they're reopening yeah. shit yeah when people are still sick there's absolutely no reason why a Democrat majority like what is their excuse for right. not passing the things that they say they will pass. And especially in our government right now, like our federal government, like Joe Biden, you know, he was saying, oh, um, as soon as I'm elected, 
everyone will have 2,000, you know, uh, <laughs> kids will be released from ICE. <laughs> right. That hasn't happened yet. It's of like not. not not even the 1,400 hasn't happened. ICE is still occurring. And under socialism, that would not be happening because yeah. people would be put over profit. Like ICE is also its own profit institution. That's you know? human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah, and under socialism, us as a working class who know that this is wrong, we would actually have the power to say Stop this it. is not going to happen anymore. And that's that's what we need. We need power to the people. We can't be expecting that these uh, the rich and the politicians, the ruling class who are capitalists, that one day, you know, they're going to open their hearts <laughs> right. and listen to us because everything, every reform they've ever passed has been because people have pushed them, not yeah. because they did it out of their own free will. Right. And like we need to support a socialist party because Democrats are not they're we, not going to do it for us. They want to keep the Republican Party yeah. in place. <laughs> well, didn't you say earlier Nancy Pelosi already said that? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like they are they are part of the same class. It's you like, know, they it's have like, the same interests. It's like Tom and Jerry, they both need each other. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no just Tom show or yeah. just Jerry. It's Tom and Jerry. Yeah, they have the same interests. This is a big cartoon. They eat from the same table, right. you know, which is not the table we're invited to. Right. Yeah, we get the <laughs> yeah. scraps. Yeah. And it's like the Socialist Party, like it will definitely be grassroots. You know, it's not going to be anything that um, like comes from the top down. It mm. needs to come from the bottom up. That whole idea of top down never really works, right? No. Only because ever have never has never had like, you know, the whole Reagan thing of like, all right, top down. I think he's the one who started that, right? Of like uh yeah. trickle down economics or whatever. <clears throat> I was gonna get to uh as we wind we're we're coming close to the end of our time here, but I was gonna think talk about like other or successful um, organizations of that of socialism within our country that have worked like I was thinking of the Black Panther Party because you, mm -hmm. you brought them up yeah have you seen the new uh, movie no Judas no, and the I Black Messiah yet. I've been yeah. wanting to watch I it to <laughs> I, wanna, I was supposed to watch it last night and I fell asleep um I want to I want to read more about Fred Hampton before I watch the movie yeah. because I don't want the movie to distort my view of him. Like I know a little yeah. bit. Um yeah. but it's like, you know, I know like especially with Hollywood how we were saying right. there's always some kind of bias there's going to be something that's left out of the movie that's important to his identity. Yeah. So I want to I was listening I to a, watch it with full knowledge. <laughs> I was listening to a pod the other day. I think they said that it's pretty it's pretty accurate there there are some things that they took liberty to embellish upon as obviously it's hollywood but um i like your idea of like reading first i, I actually will watch the movie and then get inspired to read after you know what i mean i'd be like oh, okay yeah. well here's the here's the real deal but they they implemented systems that were working working great in oakland right yeah and that uh, systems of like feeding people after school programs um yeah, uh, food, yeah, yeah. They were addressing like the needs of the community, issues, and they right. were listed as a terrorist, as a terrorist organization, organization for it. And it's like, who are they the terror to? You right. know, because it's obviously not the people. So you're, it's a terror to your system of of white uh, of white yeah. oppression, and yeah, okay, God forbid we actually have a Second Amendment too. You know, <laughs> black black people, brown people, brown yeah. beret. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you guys believe in the Second Amendment, but it's not. Not for us. Yeah. 
So I think that's part of it too. Like, okay, you know, no, 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 no. The Second Amendment is only for yeah, us. Well, yeah, not which for you. goes again into you can't like, arm yourself and protect your community. Exactly. Only power for a few, yeah. not for all the people. And like, imagine if all the people, like, if we actually organized, if we had the common goal of socialism. Yeah. If you know we were ready, <laughs> it's like they'd be shitting their pants. You know, right. there, there'd be huge government repression in response to that, as there's always been. But one thing is, is like there's always going to be a class struggle. Like even after a revolution takes place, there's been continuous class struggle because you know capitalists will want to get back into power. The rich, there, um, the reactionaries like MAGA, they'll be. Re- responding and reacting to it and they want things to go back to the way they were so there's always going to be like a class struggle did you see the new article that just came out of like i think it came out this week about the majority of the people who stormed the capitol building were poor white people um no i actually read something uh Different? I read something different. I read that they were like small, like business owners like oh really yeah i gotta pull it up because (laughs) i uh it was something to the to the effect of like these people they're they're just they're just married to this idea of, of white power of yeah. whiteness and that idea yeah. even though a lot of them were they themselves were not rich or, or or the people who represent who Trump represents of like this ultra elite yeah um know. i mean in regards to the capital i read that like a lot of them um you know they were like semi rich you know had their uh businesses and everything cuz that that riot it happened in the middle of you know the, middle work, of the work week, week. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not a lot of poor people you know can get just leave their job and like a lot of them like you know took planes like they they came from outside to meet there like they came from california you know to go to dc um so it's like there was definitely like a specific class there and there might have been like a few poor people but i mean when you look at how like well armed they were like i know there were some military and police people there oh, of course but it's like the yeah the class structure of it definitely like needs to be looked at and um us on our website at uh psl web uh as in web pslweb.org you know we release statements on the capitol just going over like what happened and what does it mean for us as a working class and for the future of socialism and what does it mean for capitalism? Um, So you can check it there. Uh, But in terms of like actual like poor people who, you know, like will support, um, you know, white supremacy, Mm -hmm. like that's still just, um, I can't remember who said it. There was a, there was a black Panther who spoke to that. Um, might have been Fred Hampton, but I'm not too sure right now. But he basically, um, he was talking to uh, a group of people at a meeting and he was talking about racism. And, you know, he was saying, like, again, the biggest thing right now is that there is us, the working class, versus them, the ruling class. And how we were saying, when there is something wrong in society, they will point at somebody to blame who's not them. Mm. (laughs) You know, like, they will tell white people, oh, you know, it's because of blacks, it's because of Mexicans. And, like, that just fuels into a lot of white supremacy. And, like, there are, um, you know, racists who are poor and they believe that it's 
you know, all of these other races are the cause. But right. I mean, of their of their uh, of their poorness. Yeah, which again, <laughs> like imagine, <laughs> you know, if we actually organized and united and pointed at the ruling class as, no, you are the cause. <laughs> you are the reason that I have not gotten yet my $2,000 you know, stimulus check. Yeah. You're the reason that this money is going into war <laughs> and defense right. funds and not going to you know, uh, housing the homeless and uh, universal health care and feeding the poor. Like, imagine what that would look like. Like, they'd be shaking in their boots. <laughs> um, For sure. <laughs> Man, so I think I think we're 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 pretty much out of time. Um, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Still, you know, this yeah. is an ongoing conversation. I think we can continue to have, and um, I feel like you know, I, I'm I'm still my eyes are still being open. You know, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a lot more that we can just have so many episodes. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, I know you have a ton of notes, but I want to thank you for coming on. I think this is just like 101. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got to yeah. do. It's definitely like it comes down to before people can learn, they have to just get past the stigma of it and, mm -hmm. you know, get past the idea that there is nothing to learn there. <laughs> it's right. like there's there's so much there. And right. we really it, it starts with reaching out towards it. Yeah, for sure. So. Tell us again where people can tap into some of these ideas, your 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 organization that you're a part of. Um, I know you guys have an IG. You guys are constantly doing uh, demonstrations and marches safely on weekends <laughs> <laughs> because we're working people. Yep. We do it on the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, as I mentioned previously, uh, you can go to our website. Um, just as a reminder, the Party for Socialism and Liberation, we're a socialist party in the U.S., an actual third party. Uh, we're composed of leaders and activists, workers and students of all backgrounds. We have several branches throughout the entire nation, all grassroots and publicly funded. We are involved in various struggles from local battles over affordable housing and racist police brutality to the fight for higher minimum wage and union rights to the global issues of imperialist war and environmentalist environmental destruction. Hmm. Um, you know, we at the party were united in the fight against capitalism and all forms of oppression. We fight for socialism. And if anyone is interested in, you know, organizing with us, joining the party, <laughs> or you want to sign up for news, or you just want to learn more, you know, you can find us online at uh, pslweb.org. Um, you can also go to liberationschool.com. That's one of our more education resources. Or you can go to liberationnews.com, where there we just mostly talk about current events that are going on, specifically through a socialist perspective. You can also find us on social media. The nation, the nationwide organization's handle is at PSL Web, but for my specific branch, it's at PSL underscore Los Angeles. LA. Yeah. And you can be connected with the local branch here and find out what events we're having. You know, if we're going to be in your area, you can join us. Like a lot of our events are public, uh, Zoom and, you know, protests. Like we always welcome people. Um, we also have uh, several podcasts. Like you can listen to Liberation Audio 
on um, like I listen to them on Spotify and it goes over like a lot of the news of current events. Nice. Um, I've been looking for yeah, a good, if you're a not a one. reader, <laughs> yeah. you can listen to the news. Um, you can also listen to the socialist program with Brian Becker just to have a bigger understanding of what would social socialism look like in the U.S. right now with us. Mm. Um, also, just as a head stop, currently we are doing a cancel the rents initiative. <laughs> we are um, doing nationwide protests to cancel all rents and mortgages so we can prevent evictions and foreclosures from worsening the already existing poverty. You might see us in your neighborhood walking around. Um, we also uh, post the events on our social media. And um, we've been doing a lot of car caravans as well. So if you hear us honking, <laughs> <laughs> come out. Yeah, yeah, come out. You know, we always have uh, pamphlets and uh, paper with us, but um, you can find out more about our campaign at canceltherents.org. And talking about um, elections, we currently have a socialist on the ballot in California. It's Weta for SD30 campaign, our comrade. Ernesto Huerta is running for the California State Senate in District 30, which is like South L.A., Culver mm. City area. And he is pushing a five-point program to address today's crises, like cancel the rents and mortgages, free health care to combat COVID-19, defund the police and end police brutality, reparations for African Americans and other oppressed people, and full rights for immigrants. You can find his website at Weta for sd30.org. The four is the number four. <laughs> or you can find him on social media at Weta for sd30 on Instagram and Twitter. And one last thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> one like more. I'm keeping you. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, one other thing we're doing right now is uh, we have an our. You know, how I said, we're a nationwide organization, so we have branches in uh, different states. And in Denver, Colorado, we actually have um, a few of our members who are being politically persecuted right now. Uh, they were protesting for Elijah uh, McClain. McClain. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colorado. Yeah. He was killed by police. By police. Oh, uh, Aurora police? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yep. And um, our members, you know, they were just peacefully protesting outside. Um I believe it was uh, the police station and they got accused of what did it was like some bogus charge where the police, they acted as if they were holding people hostage oh <laughs> when God. they were just outside, you know, standing. But yeah. of course, you know, they're they're challenging the system. Um, so they actually spent some days in jail. <laughs> and right wow. now they're still facing these bogus charges. They went through, um, the police went through their social media, you know, to try to find like any kind of tweets or right. anything that can be used against them to prove that they're a threat. Um, right now they are facing felony and misdemeanor charges that could put them in prison for as many as 60 years. Wow. <laughs> and um, I think they're like close to my age. Um, so if you can, please donate to the cause so we can get the legal charges dropped and continue to get a justice for Elijah McClain and all other yeah. black um, people who have been killed by police. by police. Not only to help them get out of prison, but also, you know, to preserve our right to be able to defend um, black um 
people against police brutality because i mean if they can arrest you you know for just standing outside with a sign like imagine that (laughs) imagine that protesting a a a horrible murder and you get put in jail yep (laughs) yeah it's um there's actually a documentary on the situation um it's hosted by our progressive independent media outlet called breakthrough news they're on youtube um i believe the documentary might be called justice in denver but if you just you know google breakthrough news and um denver on youtube you'll probably find the documentary that's a tragic story with elijah mcclain yeah yeah oh he was such a nice kid a beautiful kid like no there's no way to spin that story not at all (laughs) not at all yep and um, you can keep up with the case on social media at Justice in Denver. They also have their website link there where you can just find out more. So we appreciate any and all support um, to, you know, try to keep helping our community, helping the working class and just trying to get power to the people. We yes. appreciate all support, all donations. And how I said, like, if you see us, like, just come say hi, talk to us. We'll We'll give you... We'll give you We're not pamphlets. scary monsters. No. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> We're not going to drink your blood. We are not the Red Menace. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're on your side. And um, one th- thing that I love about us is that we actually listen to the people. You know, it's not like when we talk about, oh, we want socialism. It's, oh, this is how we think society should be. And that, you know, uh, we're not like trying to like take over and be like, hey, everyone, this is how it should be. And this is what you're going to do now. No, like right. our entire, all our principles, all of the things we are fighting for, it is based on what the people want. It is what we have heard that the people want, what the people need. And we are just exemplifying those voices. Um, so, yeah, always come, you know, join us on social media, uh, follow up with our news and, um, Keep in touch with us, and we'll, we'll love to see you. <laughs> Tap in, and let's continue this conversation. Yeah. Um, again, Lena, thank you so much. I want to close with this other statement from this radical revolutionary. <laughs> he said this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteous- righteousness, for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That crazy revolutionary (laughs) Jesus said something like that. Comrade Jesus. Comrade Jesus. (laughs) Yeshua. Lena, thanks again so much for coming on. Um, so much there. Thank you. And we're going to put all this stuff in the notes, too, so we can <laughs> click on these links and do some research and read, read up on all this. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll close out with a little more rage here.
than me started searching for Jehovah. What you searching for? Where you focus at? If it's happiness, no one can give you that. It flows from within. It knows all your sins. You can never win. Being envious of other men. Covetousness is such a sin. Wanting what other people have has become a trend. But don't bow down to the dollar bill, y'all. Commercial consumerism is trying to kill y'all. I'm trying to heal y'all.